Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Fearless Parody Podcast Show. You know, parody doesn't come with a manual. It either does parody a child, preteen, or teenager. In fact, parody is very scary. It can cause every parent out there to be fearful, me included. The goal, the purpose of this podcast is to provide you with information and resources that help you overcome family life struggles difficulties and challenges and to be able to parent fearlessly. So every week we provide information and resources to help grow your parental leadership while growing the leadership of your child, preteen, or teenager. In short, we are here to help you and your children become the best versions of yourselves. So get ready and dive right in to today's episode. Hello, moms, dads, parents, and guardians. Welcome to another episode of Fearlessly Parenting. Today, I'm here with Sambawi. Sambawi is the CEO and founder of Frame of Mind, Inc., consisting of an apparel brand, music, video services, and a podcast. Through these entities and others, he seeks to help others produce positive outcomes through mindset shifts and speaking the language of success which is something we really need in today's parenting. So without any further ado, here's some Bali. Hey, brother, thank you for being on the Fearless Parenting Podcast, man. I really appreciate you being here today. Thank you, Stan. Thanks for having me as a guest. It is a pleasure to be here with you today. Let me tell you, I was just wowed by your bio and what I read about you online. But So I know a little bit about you, but I'd rather you tell my audience about you, your, your, your family, and your services? Sure. Well, uh, again, my name is Simbawi Nibaye Jr. Uh, I didn't give Stan the, uh, the rigorous of saying my whole entire name, as it is <laughs> different and unique. But uh, and I hate from, your names, too, so thank you for that, brother. <laughs> it's no problem. Um, I'm from Trenton, New Jersey, originally. Uh, anybody who is from the state of New Jersey knows that if you are from that state, you normally say I'm from Jersey, not I'm from New Jersey. You say I'm from Jersey. So I am originally. Yes, sir. I am from Jersey, Trenton, born and raised and uh, lived there for about 20 plus years of my life. I have a older brother and younger brother. I'm the middle child. So uh, you can imagine how that may may be. Um, Grew up in uh, urban neighborhood, no rough areas of of Trenton, uh, Trenton, New Jersey. My parents uh, both in the household uh, were uh, very hard workers, particularly my father, very hard worker, very great work ethic. My mother um, was a stay-at-home mother for the majority of our lives up to about middle school. Then when she went and got you know, a job herself, we were able to stay home by ourselves uh, without supervision. Um, my life has been a life of one that has been, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a church boy, church adult. <clears throat> uh, been in church uh, pretty much uh, all my life, I would say. Um, and uh, as far as my life's concerned now, I'm a husband, been married uh, this July, be 15 years uh, for Alice, me and my man. wife. Yeah, 15 years for me and my wife, uh, two this children year. this year. Oh, brother, you got to do something special for her there, man, 15. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, two children, boy and a girl, uh, Simbao the third and Kadesh. Um, so as I am junior, my father, of course, is senior. My son's a third. There's only three of us in the world. So if someone else proclaims to be Simbawi, they are lying to you. There's only three of us. That's it. <laughs> okay. Um, 
And then as far as services, uh, again, you know, I, I have a company, Pen of Mining, where we do um, apparel branding. Uh, we I also do uh, music and video editing as well. Uh, I do voiceovers and also do podcasting, amongst some other things that I do as well, as far as, you know, being a youth mentor, parenting coach, and uh, and and now author. So uh, that's a little bit of background on me and, and from uh, where I come from, what I do, and what I'm currently doing now. Well, you say that you were uh, from a rough neighborhood or, you know, you had been around a rough neighborhood. So I imagine that you you had some struggles. We all have struggles and and, uh, and we're all unique individuals. And so our struggles uh, can't be unique to us. But one thing that's not unique is that we all have struggles. And I bring this up because, you know, what I read about you is that you had struggles, but you faced them and overcame them. And, and I really like uh, what also I read about you is this this founder of Frame of Mind and, and creating a positive mindset. We talked off, uh, off screen where I said a lot of times people have a negative mindset and that mindset becomes reality to them. So let, let's talk about this, your struggles and, and then how your mindset or the type of mindset you put in place to get over those. Well, for me, as far as struggles, I have dealt with uh, negative thoughts uh, in my mm-hmm. earlier years as as going into my teenage years, into my, my, young, mm-hmm. my young teenage years and teenage into young adult. And so for me, I dealt with that for a, a, a period of time because in middle school, uh, it was a bit rough for me because, you know, I, I had I had the pimples and, you know, I was going through changes and, you know, I wasn't I went from being the, the cute kid to, as they say, the, the the ugly kid to a degree with all the pimples and stuff. And so it was very hard for me to go to middle school like that. And being in a school where in middle school, your, your, your body and your mind are changing. It's that 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 middle phase. Oh, yeah. And and it was it was tough for me. And then when I got to high school the script kind of flipped. And so I had to kind of decide, okay, am I going to use my so-called power now to my advantage <laughs> or am I going <laughs> to use it for good and not let it overtake me? And some of the struggles I, I dealt with were just, you know, wanting to not be accepted, but to be able to be better at what I was doing. You know, I played right. basketball, you know, I was in the choir in school. Um, of course, a, a church drummer and, and a lot of things that I got involved with. And I was, a bit of a, a perfectionist and okay. being a perfectionist, when you make a mistake, you're extremely hard on yourself. Oh yeah. You, you rock expect, your own world. Yeah. You expect perfection out of yourself. And when I realized that perfection would never be accomplished on this earth, I started to now decide, learn that learning from my mistakes was the best thing to do. Like I, I said to someone before, I said, if you make mistakes and don't learn from them, what's the point of making mistakes? If you're not going to learn from them, you know, mistakes are meant to be learned from. And so uh, other struggles that I faced were just living in a rough neighborhood where, uh, you know, it it was we lived in a part of town considered to be West Trenton. uh, And we lived incidentally, we lived on a street on a street that was called Church Street. It was where we lived on. And so we lived off of Main Street and at the corner of of the Main Street where we lived that there was a, a big church. And right next to that church was a liquor store where on the weekends, 
a lot of activity would be happening. And a lot of it would come down our street where you might have had gunfire. You might have had people fighting and cops racing down. We had a one way street. So cops might be racing down the street to come after somebody. Uh, we actually had someone throw a stone through our up our, our second uh, story window. Uh, thankfully, there was no one in the room when it happened. But I mean, that's just the kind of neighborhood that that we lived in. And in my teenage years is when like the, the Bloods and Crips started coming into into Jersey. And so that was going on. And there was a lot of uh, distractions, you would say, that would uh, propel someone to kind of go a different way. But what I learned is that you can thrive in any environment if you have, number one, the, the right uh, Love it. the right, right morals. Uh, your parents are teaching you the right things to do and your focus. And my parents always told me to say, stay focused, get your education and then go from there. Uh, do you hear? Do you hear him, parents, guardians? Are you hearing what he talked about? His parents instilled those values in him, and they took, they 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 caught. But your child, or your teen, or your tweet are going to go through a stage where uh, they they struggle with limiting beliefs. We we all do, yeah. and we all kind of have to rise above that. That's that's a common thing. But you should never let your limiting beliefs as a parent uh, stop you. And you definitely got to intercede with your child so that their limiting beliefs don't keep them from the the things that God has for them. Uh, you know, he has wonderful things planned for all of us. But what keeps us from that is one, the enemy, and a lot of times it's ourselves. And I think that's where this positive mindset that you emphasize in, in everything that I read on you comes in, into effect. So talk to us about structuring and setting up a positive mindset. Why it's so important for parents to instill that in their children? Well, that's very important because, again, for me, it was one thing that I struggled with. And I even struggled with it as an adult, as I started becoming, you know, into the entrepreneurial you know, sector and, wanting to, to, to make that journey to do, you know, my own thing. And for, for, for youth and for, young, and for young people, it's very important for parents to establish that because if you don't, somebody else will, and it might not be the right way or the right thing or, or the way to go about doing it. It could be the negative things. And what happens is as children, children are sponges. They soak up everything and they're smarter than what we give them credit for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. They're, they're way more talented than, than we give them credit for. I uh, I work in a boys ministry called Roll Rangers and I had a junior high boy I told to go and get a group of uh, uh, kindergartners and second graders and take them to the restroom. He had them all in line going. Nobody was running anywhere. A couple of adults walked by and said, how in the world do you get a junior high boy to keep all of them in order? And I said, it's training. But we, we've never seen anything like that. I said, these kids are way more capable <laughs> than you give them credit for. Mm -hmm. I believe, because uh, to me, brother, you, you got to show that you believe in them, even when they don't believe in themselves. That's right. And, and from that, they, they, they gather inspiration. They step out on their own, and, and you're able to give them guidance. 
but it, it, when they fall, it's okay. That We call that experience when you make a mistake. Yeah, right, exactly. But I love what you said, that you have to learn from it. And I think that's also part of the mindset. Making a mistake is not necessarily a bad thing. What makes it bad is when you don't learn from it, as what you talked about. Yeah, yeah. And it's also very important, too, that, that we instill these things into our children because, you know, society for millenniums, society has always been one that shapes our children and shapes our generations. And even more so now with technology and Internet and everything at the, at the flick of a button, you know, your, your children are going to learn more without you than <laughs> with you because they have access to stuff now. You know, and this is very important to even monitor what your children are watching, what they're doing on their tablet, on their phones. Now, I'm going to say this real quick. I personally am not one to give a child of a certain age a phone until a certain age as well. Meaning if my child is five years old, you don't need a phone. (laughs) Amen. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? (laughs) Who are you going to call? Who are you calling at five years old? You're not calling anyone. What you're doing is you're playing games. You're probably on the internet if the internet is allowed on the phone. Mm -hmm. And what happens is working with with youth and parents, I find that a lot of parents don't monitor. They don't have, you know, locks on the phones or on the devices, whether it's a tablet or whatever. And they let the child run and do things. And you're like, why is my child doing X, Y, Z? Well, to a degree, it's like, first of all, they shouldn't have it. Second of all, you're not monitoring anything. So then also there's parents who don't know how to do that because the technology is so advanced, they don't understand what to do. So then you have to help them along of what to do. But it's important because they're going to learn one way or the other. And the one way should be from you as a parent. And if you as a parent don't know, ask somebody for help that does. Amen. Amen. And amen. And, and when these kids are going unmonitored and you're not watching what's going on. They're coming across people that are telling them, and tell me if you find this to be true, they're telling them who they are and what they can or cannot be. And so that's also how limiting beliefs get instilled in kids. Is you got somebody who don't know who they are. They don't know what they're capable of. They have no idea what giftings. And I'm a firm believer that God has put no child upon this earth who he is not getting giftings to, but they have no idea who these are. But you as the parent, you have a better knowledge of that, yet you're opening the door for these people to speak into your child's life. And they will, like you said, and telling them who they are and limiting them on who they can be. What are your thoughts on that? Well, that's that's an identity thing. And so when you are dealing with identity, it is the responsibility of the parent or parents to give the child their identity. And I want to be very clear about this, meaning who they are, what they can accomplish, meaning they can accomplish anything they put their mind to. Helping them to understand that no matter what anyone else says, my parents have told me who I am. But I'm capable of doing it, brother. And if the parents are doing that and they're getting that inspiration and knowledge from the Almighty, that's all that matters. It's all that matters. Because again, if someone else begins to shape the frame of mind of your child, it's going to be take a long time to unshape that. It's because, like I said, they're sponges, they soak up everything. They do 
what they see and they speak what they hear. I'll say that again. They speak what they hear. So I'll give you a brief example. There have been parents who are like, I, I don't know where my child got that language from. And I'll, <laughs> I'll ask the child, hey, wh- where did you hear that? And the first thing they'll say is my mom, my dad. And the parents are like, oh, my God, I don't know they were listening to me. I'm like, they listen to everything. Everything. Everything, everything you say and everything that you do. They are watching you all the time. Because we're we're the chief role models. Exactly. exactly. We are the chief role models. We are the chief uh, teachers of our child. We need to take that role seriously. And parents, no, hey, I'm not criticizing. I, I made my mistakes. Uh, there have been times when I haven't been the role model that I needed to be. Me too. But that's okay. Uh, you hear both of us say here that we're not perfect and none of us are perfect. But learn from your mistakes. If you hear something, say, hey, you know what? I could do better at, at, at that. Uh, I, I hear y'all that I need to place better controls on the electronics and what my child watches, what my teenage does. I, I need to be involved. You only got 18 years and it will go by way faster than you think that it will go by. Yes, it will. Hey, brother, I, man, I, I tell you what, you're, you're putting out a lot of good knowledge to my parents and everything. Do me a favor. Tell me where they can find you online. So they can find me several places. They can find me at Sambawi.com. That's literally my first name, T-S-O-M-B-A-W-I.com. You can find me there. And you can also find me on social media, on Facebook, on Instagram, Twitter. And on LinkedIn, um, my Facebook and Twitter handles, if you want to, if not my name, you can just type in the at sign and then TK Billionaire. And on Instagram, it'll be the same thing, but it'll be TK dot Billionaire. And on LinkedIn, of course, just search me by name. Uh, again, Sambawi, T-S-O-M-B-A-W-I. And again, I'm the only Sambawi on LinkedIn. So I'm the only one you will find. So it'll be pretty simple and easy to find me on there. Uh, unique and wonderfully made. I tell you, moms and dads, I'm going to have links. If you did not catch that spelling, you don't have to worry. Just go to the podcast description. I'm going to have it spelled there. If I have it spelled incorrectly, I'll get called out on it. And then I'll go back and make a correction. <laughs> so I'm going to make sure I have it correct there for you. So all you have to do is go there and click and it will take you right to him and so that you can find out more about him, his services, and everything like that. Well, moms and dads, this brings us to the end of this episode. Hey, young man, I appreciate you being on this episode. You carry forth a lot of wisdom. I want to talk to you one more time for one more segment because I feel that there's a lot more wisdom in you that I want to make sure that gets out to my moms, dads, parents, and guardians. Yes, sir. Likewise. Thank you, Stan. I appreciate it. I look forward to another segment. All right. So parents, mom, dads, guardians, until next time, God bless. Well, that concludes another awesome episode. Please, please check out the podcast description where you'll find links to family and parenting resources. And I want to thank you, moms, dads, and guardians for listening to today's Fearless Parenting Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed today's show and that it added value to you and your family. 
And I want to leave you with something that was what said by two-time Nobel Prize recipient Marie Curie, who once said that nothing in life is to be feared. It's only to be understood. Now is the time to understand more so that we may fear less. That is why we have this show, to help you understand more about parenting so that you can fear less. So I want to challenge you, like I always do, to go forth and fearlessly parent. God bless.